This is the Key 5 Podcast for speakers by speakers with your host, Robert Ferguson, where you'll get quick, relevant tips to build your speaking business. Welcome to the Key 5 Podcast for speakers by speakers. For show notes and to get free stuff, go to key5podcast.com. Today, we're talking with Marcy Rader, an author and speaker who focuses on productivity and health. Let's get started. So, Marcy, give us a one-sentence descriptor of what you do. I help high achievers climb the ladder or build their business without sacrificing their health and productivity by helping them clear the clutter from their mind, body, and inbox one habit at a time. Okay, that sounds really powerful. I want to sign up now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's great. Well, you've been, I've seen you on stage. You're amazing. And so tell me, how did you get started in the speaking business? Sure. I started as a corporate trainer in the clinical research industry. So I was comfortable with speaking, but a lot of times those presentations are given to you and there's not a lot of leeway for creativity. So when I started my business, it really began by giving free talks until I was able to work out my message, which is always continually evolving based on feedback, technology changing, and new research and behavior change. Wow. Uh, and I, I'm interested to hear uh, what you're doing to add to your, as you say, continually evolves your content. But first, let me ask you this, as you've been speaking for a while, what's some of the biggest mistakes that you've made? Well, thankfully, I haven't made a massive mistake. Or if I have, I probably blocked it out. But recently, <laughs> I was uh, doing a webinar. It was a recorded video webinar. And the host introduced me and I was standing by the host. We were in a room being video, um, being recorded. And I thanked the host, Noelle, but used a name of someone I had spoken to earlier that day. And I felt terrible because this is a woman who had hired me and, you know, I was there and, and, you know, my job as a speaker is to make the host look great. And I didn't even give her, give her name right. And the worst part is she is my friend. She is not just, she wasn't somebody I just met that day. She's actually a friend of mine. So it was terrible. It was just terrible. I felt, I felt awful. So how did you recover from that? Well, I immediately corrected myself. I just said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And, and said, you know, I was, but it, and I kind of went on, but it just, I just felt bad. It was a, not a good way to start off a series where you're being invited as a guest, <laughs> you know, by this person. So I probably am, am more upset about it than, you know, she is, or even that people probably notice, but it's one of those things that sticks with you. So if you, has that changed how you'll approach when you're having to make reference to somebody's name in the future? You know, I don't think that there's anything I could have changed because it, it was such a random event. I mean, especially because I knew her because normally I, I make sure that, okay, and, and this is how you pronounce your name and this is, you know, who invited me here, but um, I don't, it was just a random event. So your, your comment's not unfamiliar to me and that it's when we're familiar with somebody, our brain is busy working on other things. <laughs> oh, that's probably why. Yes, that's probably why. So 
tell me, as, uh, as you have an upcoming event, a speech that you're doing, what are some of the things you do to prepare for that? Sure. If a company or organization chooses to customize their workshop, or keynote, or breakout, I send out a scorecard to their attendees first, which is um, just a survey, easy survey that they, that they can do on Google Docs, and it assesses their needs, and then I manipulate pre-existing slides to fit that particular audience and where they said their pain points were. And I work with my technical assistant, Raya Donato, who is amazing. And we create an infographic for a group exercise and a fill-in-the-blank handout. But the hardest part for me when preparing for an upcoming speech is rehearsing. And my close speaker friends can tell you that it is one of the few things that I procrastinate on because it is hard for me to talk to a mirror and get excited. I do it. I just don't like to do it. Well, good for you for doing it, even if you don't. Um, so as you're preparing, I love your assessment tool. That's great. Mm -hmm. And the feedback and your practicing. You mentioned earlier that you're always um, calling new material. How do you come up with new material and how do you store it and track it? The new material typically comes from feedback based on the audience. Uh, recently, I just started a, another workshop called Ring Ping Buzz Knock. And it was based on two different, or one organization and one company saying that, you know, their biggest problem was just distractions in general. And they had recently been moved into an open office environment with cubicles. And a lot of them are scientists and they need a lot of private time and, you know, be, being able to be, you know, in deep focus mode. And, you know, I had, I had presentations with distractions built into it, but not anything that solely focused on, you know, just the distractions of technology and people. I hadn't really focused on people being distract distracted or being a distraction. So that's where I came up with a new, new workshop. Fabulous. And once you have that, you, of course, I'm sure you'll weave that into future speeches. Yes. You'll know that material. So what's some of the things that you're doing to help promote your speaking business? Well, recently I joined eSpeaker Speaking Bureau, but I have not received any business from them yet, but it is a recent um, try. I'm testing that out. All of my gigs so far have really been from a connection with somebody already within the industry or the, within that organization. Um, me calling people I know in organizations or companies I want to speak for and asking them to connect me to decision makers and, um, you know, people that, that, you know, their job is to find those speakers and then also just referrals. And in the last year, I've had more people reach out to me based on seeing me at other events than me having to cold call. And that that takes a lot of time as a speaker to grow that pipeline and get to where, you know, people have seen you and then six months later they remember you for their event. Makes sense. And it is a, a, a lot of hard work on just the promoting of your business. I appreciate that. Yes. Many speakers say that. As you look at uh, others in the speaking business, maybe those you followed and admired, anybody that you've modeled after in your own style? Sure. I don't think I model myself after any particular speakers, but I do love watching Tony Robbins and Brendan Burchard because of their energy. And locally, the same reason I love listening to and watching Dave Rendell. 
his energy is just amazing. And at the Key 5 event that I was so lucky to be part of, my favorite was Carl Sakis to watch because he got his message across and was funny in a way I wasn't expecting. So it really kept me on my toes throughout his talk. The unexpected, yes. Yeah. I can appreciate that very much. So, uh, Marcy, as we start to wrap things up here, any if you were to give one tip or recommendation to our listeners and to improve their speaking ability, what would you recommend? To find a mentor and to get feedback to help you with pricing. I think it's just really challenging and, and um, hard to price yourself. Um, you know, a lot of times it's determining what your value is worth and what your message is worth. I think that's very hard to do yourself. I was undercharging last year and was really thankful that I had a few speakers willing to share with me exactly what they charge, why and how. And I'm actually evaluating my rates again based on feedback that I received recently from some Fortune 500 companies I presented to. And information on how to be creative with pricing has also come from my speaking mastermind group prism which is really invaluable to me and so having that community to be able to help me determine my worth and value to you know the the people that i speak to was really helpful that's brilliant uh advice and i appreciate you sharing that and uh, not only the mentor but having a, a mastermind group and and finding those that you can learn from marcy this has been great i want to thank you and as we like to say to our listeners we'll see you on the stage now let's hear what alan hoffler has for us in our millswick minute today's speaking tip is about what your face should be saying while you speak stating the obvious a speaker cannot see his own face. That has huge implications into how a speaker can be more effective. You may think you are smiling, but are you? Does your audience think so? You may think you look concerned, but how is that puckered lip being interpreted? Your face should match what you say. The most obvious and common error is when a speaker says that they're happy to be here, but their face says they're miserable. What does the audience believe? I don't know. But a speaker has lost control of that message because he's sending mixed signals. The only way to know for sure is to watch your video and ask for feedback from the most important person a speaker should really listen to, an audience member. The goal is to send a consistent message with all areas of our communication, verbal and nonverbal. I'm Alan Hoffler, and this is your... Millswick Minute. Thanks, Alan. Even though our listeners can't see me, I am smiling as I speak, and I hope it shows. On our next Key 5 podcast, I'll be interviewing Matt Drayton, a speaker that leverages his military and corporate experiences to teach others about leadership, success, and productivity. I hope you can join us. To listen to all of our podcasts and learn more about our guests, go to key5podcast.com. That's K-E-Y and the number five, podcast.com. And remember to enter your name for a chance to win a copy of Alan's book, Presentation Sin. At the end of every month, we're giving a book away. So go to key5podcast.com today. 
Thanks for listening. This podcast was produced by your local studio. For more, go to keyfipodcast.com. Thank you.